Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. You probably think you know fairy tales. Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood. You probably think that they're cute and boring. But the real stories aren't cute and boring at all. The grim fairy tales were weird and sometimes gross and often scary. And in the podcast Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest, you can listen along with a group of other kids as I tell them those tales. The episodes are sometimes grim, sometimes grimmer, and sometimes grimmest. But no matter how creepy it gets, we'll always have a great time guessing what'll happen next, cracking jokes, and discussing what these tales mean to us. You can listen to Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow the show so you don't miss new episodes. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This tasty tale, Story Club members, might put you off pizza for the rest of your life. Or not. It's one I call Creepy Pizza. Byron Scott knew he was in trouble. The monstrous thing was trying to kill him. But how is it possible? People eat pizzas. Pizzas don't eat people. Until now. A giant pepperoni pizza the size of a Hyundai ate two cooks and several patrons and grew bigger and bigger after each feeding. The monstrous pie would be the size of Cincinnati if it kept eating like this, and he was next. It had all started when Byron was out on a hike to clear his head. His father owned a pizza restaurant, Slice of Life. Since Byron was only 11, he couldn't work behind the counter, so his dad had him doing odd jobs for money like making sure the cooks had enough dough prepared, washing dishes, and sweeping up. Byron hated working the hours after school, and especially hated working long days on weekends. But his dad had said, you have to work for the things you want in life, son. After work one Saturday evening, Byron went on a hike along the local park trail. It was the middle of December, bitterly cold and dark, with the sun setting early. A streak of light rocketed across the evening sky. Something struck the ground not far from where he was. Byron ventured toward the fallen meteorite and stamped out the fire it had caused so that the surrounding woods wouldn't burn down. In the smoking impact crater, a purple rock glowed. The blasting heat from it singed Byron's eyebrows. Wandering to a nearby brook, he filled his water bottle to the rim. It took several trips, but he cooled off the meteorite, dunking water on it. Steam from the small purple rock rose up to the heavens. Since the restaurant was closer than his house, Byron took the bizarre stone there. The restaurant was shut for the night, but Byron knew where the hidden key was located. He stored the meteorite in the cooler with all the food and dough, as it was still pretty warm. 
He didn't know what to do. Should he tell everyone or keep it a secret? Maybe this meteorite would be a way to make something of himself the way that his father was always saying. It could be made up of rare metals or minerals. Maybe Byron could sell it for a high price. Maybe he could even become famous. The next day, though, all of that didn't matter, because when Byron went to check on the meteorite, he saw it had cracked open. Some vicious purple goo had spilled out onto the pizza dough. Luckily, his dad hadn't found the accident first. Byron did a quick wipe-up in the fridge, as the Sunday lunch crowd would be coming through the door soon. He shouldn't have been so nonchalant about cleaning up his mess, though, because the abomination happened soon after the spillage. In hindsight, Byron knew some of the space stuff had contaminated the dough. After the cooks made the pizza and heated it up, a chemical transformation had happened. Byron witnessed the whole thing. A group of senior citizens had come for their Sunday lunch social. The cooks were going to serve him up the pizza. Byron had thought he'd saw the pizza moving and even throbbing. Yeah, throbbing, pulsating, like it had a heartbeat. And it did. As the cook, Larry Stevens, tried to slice the massive extra-large pepperoni supreme pie, a giant mouth opened and swallowed his arms. The cook screamed, trying to get help, but the pizza kept chomping on him with its gummy, doughy mouth, and soon, Larry was gone. Richie Gilmore tried to fight the thing with a pizza knife, and the pizza, bigger than ever, devoured him, too. Then, the pizza flew, yeah, flew, off the table and leapt onto the elderly man waiting for the pie. It gobbled him up in an instant, too. As the elderly guests tried to escape, the pizza pounced, swallowing every last one of them up. The poor customer simply couldn't move out of the restaurant fast enough. It was now only Byron left. His father had gone to the restaurant supply store to pick up some things. The creepy pizza came after Byron. He went for his phone, but the monster pie ate that up too. And it grew in size, larger and larger. Byron locked himself in the kitchen, blocking the door with a mop handle. But the alien monster pizza was strong from eating so many people, and it was tearing at the door. It wouldn't hold much longer. The mop handle was starting to crack. Byron ran for the phone that was on the wall of the kitchen. He dialed 911 and told them what happened. They only laughed. Hanging up, he called his father, but he told Byron to stop wasting time in playing jokes and to get back to work. Byron was on his own. He dashed to the janitor's closet. The only weapons he had were some cleaning solvents and a broom. Not much. He threw all the cleaning solvents into a bucket. When the creepy pizza broke through the kitchen door, Byron threw the solvents on the invading monster pie. It shrieked. Yeah, an unholy, ear-piercing, spine-tingling shriek. It seemed to stop the pizza in its, uh, tracks for a moment. Byron ran. He broke a window and climbed out the back and ran away as fast as he could. His father drove up a moment later. Byron was out of breath, and he was bleeding where he'd cut his hand on the glass trying to escape out the window. His father sensed his panic, but instead of driving for help, he went to check it out. As his father ventured inside his pizza parlor, everything went quiet. And he knew his father had been eaten too. Soon, the entire slice of life pizza parlor died as it came crumbling down from the inside out. The creepy pizza consumed the whole place. Now it was as big as a building and growing bigger still. As it grew, it blotted out the pale winter sun. It shrieked, its roar filling the town with its alien voice. Byron ran as fast as he could. Everyone would surely believe him now about the creepy pizza. But was there any way to stop it? 
wow. You know I love to eat pizza like a fiend, beloved listeners. Like, so much I probably should be married to one. But if a pizza tried to eat me, we would have some serious relationship problems. I do hope they're able to stop that creepy pizza before it devours the entire town and everyone in it. Truly a pie catastrophe. <laughs> so I think the only thing that might be worse than coming face to face with a creepy pizza and having to rethink future pie fest with yours truly would be missing out on more great stories. Seriously, there are so many adventures to choose from on the Go Could Go network, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow, and Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Go Could Go even has an underwater adventure show called Whale of a Tale about the brother and sister exploring team Atlas and Xavia who live in a submarine shaped like a whale. So join me in searching for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Falloosville, and Whale of a Tale wherever you get your podcasts. We can make some small, easily controllable bagel pizzas for a snack and then get lost in the wild and wonderful Go Could Go worlds together. And of course, I'll meet you back here tomorrow for another R.L. Stein Story Club tale, beloved listeners. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.